Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is The Rush Hour with Pose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. With us, and we are very pleased to have Dr. Naomi Wolf with us. How are you, Dr. Wolf? Uh, I'm good, and what an honor and delight to be speaking with you. I appreciate it. Well, you know, I really appreciate it. We're in such a polarized world these days. And I just have to tell you that although you and I probably have many disagreements politically, I've always respected you as an intellectual giant. And you are. Your body of works is just incredible. I am distressed, Dr. Wolf, that these days so many people are labeling you a conspiracy theorist because you dare speak out. On especially on the subject of you spoke out about the COVID lockdowns, you spoke up about the vaccines, and for that your reward is getting suspended and uh, from Twitter. They posed, they suspended your account, and now we're learning exactly who was behind all these suspensions. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad what is happening to free speech in this country. Well, I I do agree with you. Um, may I call you Bo? Of course. Thank you. Please call me Naomi. I do agree with you um, of all of the horrible uh, stories of this very sad time in American history, the death of free speech and the intimidation of open discussion is is probably the most damaging because, you know, our founders put the First Amendment first because every other right and, and privilege of liberty that we have depends on our being able to speak openly to each other. Um, and yeah, I don't like I don't care personally that I'm being smeared if the you know the alternative is to keep silent and and watch as um, you know children and elderly people and pregnant women are being injured and damaged and, and our, our our institutions are being kind of taken over by people who are not accountable to us and, and are not transparent with us. It's more important to tell the truth and, and save lives. But I guess the thing I would say about your, your introductory comments is what's really heartbreaking is that I'm being called a conspiracy theorist for engaging in journalism, just like I have for 35 years. And uh, it, it's really scary that, um, you know, for people just asking questions about what's in these injections or, you know, why are we locking people down now when we've had many more serious waves of illness and never suspended freedoms to assemble, um, you know, in, in in most of the country um, or or. You know, why should pregnant women uh, put something in their bodies that no one will be answerable for that have never had completed trials? Um, Those are very basic questions in a democracy or even questions like, you know, let's count the vote or, you know, let's make sure that what we're being told happened by our uh, our institutions really happened. you know, now that's being uh, almost criminalized or, or at least people have to pay terrible consequences. It is it is a, much more like a closed society right now than an open society. And that is really scary. When I uh, started looking at what we were being told by our government about covid, 
and what was available if you went to other sources. I was stunned by the differences. And then I got COVID. I nearly died from it. And thank God I did not go into a hospital. I had a frontline doctor. And Mm -hmm. my frontline doctor prescribed me a medicine that had been ridiculed after um, it didn't. Ivermectin made me horribly nauseous. So she took me off that. And then she put me on hydroxychloroquine. And within a few hours of taking hydroxychloroquine, Everything changed for me, and I was on the upswing. And I tell you, I was near death. Okay. Oh, God. Oh. So, if you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Good. No. Go ahead. Thank you. I was just going to say, if you had gone into a hospital, um, the protocols are are literally murderous. I mean, between ventilation and remdesivir, um, you know, I'm not a medical doctor, but so many people have died unnecessarily because of um, of, of, tr- of treatments, you know, treatment protocols that that clearly are more murderous um, than than not. And and you know, it's so shocking that medications like the ones you took that clearly save lives have been, you know, criminalized and kept out of people's hands. Yeah, go ahead. So then I started looking at it further. Number one, I had talked to people in the intelligence community about the sources of of COVID-19. In your you are a journalist, as you said, and you are extremely well educated. You look you to me, it's impeccable. You're one of the most brilliant thinkers that this country has produced. Right. When you look at covid, let's do we know, has the American public been told the truth about the origins of covid-19? Well, no. (laughs) Um, One thing that that uh, I mean, remember when the questions about the lab leak and people saying, wait, did it really get transmitted by a bat in a wet market? Those were labeled conspiracy theories, right? Anything. And I hope people are seeing through this tactic by now, you know, anything that goes against uh, the agenda laden narrative or raises questions about it is called wacky. Um, but in fact, the People's Liberation Army is in that facility and all science in China is overseen by the Chinese Communist Party. There's no such thing as non-weaponized, non-national security oriented, you know, science or, or medicine in, in China. So um, I don't know, uh, you know, whether the lab lab leak of this virus was intentional or not. But um, I do know that there wasn't a transparent investigation and sending Peter Dajak to be the one investigating. Um, and, you know, now we know from emails that got uh, disclosed through a FOIA that Dr. Fauci and Francis Collins were, were aligning to smear um, critics of, uh, of lockdowns, for instance, or to even smear and derail questions about, about the, um, the virus originating from Wuhan. But I, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that, um, and I, I point this out in the bodies of others, my book, that the there was high level coordination from the very start to manage the uh, pandemic in a way that suited big tech and suited entities like the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and that suited uh, nonprofits like Bill Gates. 
and as well as heads of state. And I, I trace all of this in my book. But the bottom line is they wanted to remake our world and they've largely succeeded. I mean, thank God there's a resistance. But they wanted to create a world in which tech was in charge of us. You know, all the tech companies that benefited from lockdowns, ranging from Amazon to uh, Nintendo to Zoom, you know, they're all up 20 to 23% net revenue, whereas mom and pop shops, um, you know, small businesses, small landlords, uh, they've had to close their doors. There's been a massive transfer of wealth. And also, you know, the, the rise of the surveillance state, you know, the push for vaccine passports, which was successful in many parts of the world. We fought really hard against them in the United States. That's, you know, that was part of the uh, clearly orchestrated plan to create a kind of 360 degree CCP style social credit score. And they're still trying to push that through with, you know, biometrics and um, and and harvesting our data every opportunity. I mean, that they're not done. You know, they're moving on to climate change as a way to, which I believe in, of course, as a way to kind of monitor and surveil us. But their goal is a world, you know, it's a war on humanity and it's a war on the next generation. It's a war on the family. And it's, it's literally a war on the things that, that give human beings empowerment. And one of them is obviously liberty, um, freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. I, I do want to say one more thing in my brief time with you, which is that people should know, you know, when they're trying to assess, are they being lied to? I'm privileged to oversee a project of 3,500 experts ranging from physicians and RNs to biostatisticians, medical fraud investigators, um, clinicians, research scientists, and they 3,500 of them are, are going through the 55,000 documents that Pfizer had to release under court order and that the FDA tried to keep hidden for 75 years. In And, and they've produced 50 reports that are easy to read, and these, we've released these in an ebook on our website at dailyclout.io. And I bring this up because the the crimes against human beings that are that the FDA knew about, the White House knew about, Pfizer knew about, that are documented in this book are are shocking and stunning and just very, you know, very briefly, you know, it's a massive attack on human reproduction um, because Pfizer knew that these injections would harm everything from um, men's uh, men's testosterone levels to the motility of sperm to uh, women's ovaries, disrupt their menstrual cycles, um, uh, destabilize the placenta and um, poison breast milk. I mean, I'm sorry to be so truncated, but that is the bottom line. And also they covered up, you know, mass murders, 1,200 deaths, 61 deaths from stroke, half of the strokes within 48 hours after the injection, five people dead of liver damage, half of those liver events after, you know, 24 to 48 hours after the injection, 35 teens, you know, injured with heart damage a week after the injection. Um, and they kept it quiet, you know, while there was a big push to inject teens and on and on and on a massive attack on humanity, again, especially on the West disproportionately. Um, and, and literally the attack goes into um, affecting babies that are not yet born and, and, and uh, rising, well, up to 20% drops in live births around the world right now. And we know why. So all of this is detailed in, in this ebook, and, and, you know, it, with the very sources, the very primary sources that Pfizer sought to keep hidden, uh, that you can click right through and see for yourself. So, uh, you know, this is honestly the worst thing that's happened to humanity since World War II, and, and people really do need to see it. I call this the worst crisis, the worst scandal 
in human history because of the sheer number of people that it's affected. I, we're out of time for right now. I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about this new rising uh, uh, thing called sudden death, suddenly yeah. died, which is right. uh, happening all over the world to people in younger demographics that are healthy. And it has spiked uh, the rates of, of, of deaths. It is there is clearly something going on in our societies that needs to be discussed. And again, I'm very careful. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying there's a causation here. But all of a sudden, when you have young athletes dying all over the world and you have young people that, quote unquote, suddenly die, then we ought to be asking ourselves, why is this happening? Of course. And just to, before I, I I let you go, I just want to say in the SEC filing in 2021, uh, Pfizer-BioNTech told the SEC that collapsing so hard you can hurt yourself is a side effect of the injection. But they didn't tell us. Right. And that's exactly what you're seeing around the world. People dropping dead, collapsing. And we know the mechanism now. We understand it. Um, that the number of blood clots in the Pfizer documents, uh, strokes, hemorrhages is astronomical off the charts. We, we know what's happening. It's these mRNA injections. I'm not a medical doctor, but, you know, we have we have the mechanism. We have the cause. We have the effect. And the fact that this is not front page news around the world is a scandal and we do have to act like human beings and stand up for human beings and say we're not going to let our young people our elders our children unborn babies pregnant women you know get get destroyed by this thing we're going to speak up for the human race Naomi Wolf, you are an amazing human being. I hope this is the first of many conversations that you and I have. I want to do a longer uh, a podcast with you if we can both make time to do it where we can spell this out in detail and in depth for as long as it takes. Yeah, I would love that. It's so important, and I appreciate you giving me the chance. I'd love to talk to you at greater length whenever you can. Thank you. Let's do that. Naomi Wolf, ladies and gentlemen, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your call's coming up on WABC right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.